0: I'm strong and these because my dad is okay. But they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep.
1: I am here determined. To stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment. and Jack Armstrong and Joe
0: Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the
2: popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their
3: response. Mm -hmm. The two of them just kept looking at each other going, you're not a cop, are you? Give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now he's Armstrong and Getty <music> Live from Studio C, C sí, sí, senor. We are
2: in a dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The memo! Then, the counter-memo! So, the hashtag, release the memo, that might come out while we're on the air today. Yeah, it's possible. I have some concern that it's going to be very difficult to understand, and, uh grave concerns about the accuracy of the memo. Hey, there's a couple of things that broke late in the day yesterday. So, gotten got more Strock. Remember the FBI agent, him and his lover? Got more of his text, email, stuff. It's I heard really one wag
3: described them as the Joe and Mika of the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hey, you got more stuff from him?
2: Um... Another report that came out late yesterday, uh, Trump's involvement in, in trying to cover up that meeting, supposedly, between his kid and the Russians. and uh, So, so that some late-breaking nasty, stories. Nasty Russian lawyer, lady. Yeah, so some late-breaking stories that, according to some, are, are, are big deals in the whole Russia-Trump collusion investigation obstructing justice thing.
3: Maybe. And then the, the memo might come out today, which could be a huge deal or could be nothing. I, who knows? Uh, I think it'll be interesting, but it's going to come out in, in, in stages, because, uh, well, we can get into this more later, but allegedly, the Republican memo's one-sided, so Adam Schiff and his buddies are desperate to get the Democrat side out for some reason, and uh, so let's see that, let's see all of it. Well, if, uh, as
2: is being claimed by Schiff, Nunes, the Republican, did just cherry-pick some information yeah. that gives you a misleading uh, sto- uh, you know, a picture of what happened, well, then you, you do need
3: the context. But can they release them at the same time? Well, theoretically, the Republicans aren't going to let the Democrats release theirs. Mm. But it will be leaked five seconds later. Sure. I suspect. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, dang it. It's also ugly. It really is. It really is also ugly. You point to the first person who you truly believe is looking out for the best interests of the United States of America as opposed to their party, and I will salute them.
2: Right. So, um, So the one thing I wonder is... If the memo does not show uh, something we're all going to be horrified by about the FBI and spying on Trump or whatever, then why don't the Democrats want it out? I would think they would want it out. If it it doesn't, as they say, show this problem, I don't buy the this is dangerous for the country, because like you said, how many people out there are concerned about the country right now? Right. Yeah. Uh, Their resistance to having it come out,
3: to me, would lead me to believe that there's something in there that's going to make people say, whoa, are they all seeing it obsessively through the lens of the Trump collusion investigation? I think so. Well, that's stupid. Well, yes, it is stupid, but I think that's what's happening.
2: So anyway, it'll come out. This is no way
3: to run a country.
2: No, it's not. And as, as I've pointed out before, and I heard a pundit saying today, and it's absolutely true, if the S hits the fan, and the S will hit the fan, because that's the history of the world, we're going to have a president of the United States relying on FBI information to sell a story to the United States on why, to the public, on why we need to send troops somewhere and fight a battle, mm-hmm. and and all these things are going to matter. The fun and games of the Russia investigation are going to be over, and we're going to need to believe these people, and they're going to need to believe each other, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we're up to the task right now. Yeah. Amen. It's going to be troubling. Uh, Let's introduce everybody on the squad, starting over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: Hey, I'm doing good. I've given up uh, reading my iPad in the restroom. It became an addiction, basically. Um, Wow. You know, I'd go in. You, you have, you have, you know, people take a book in there or whatever. But the problem is, is that long after I was done, I'd be sitting in there for a good half it's, hour. It's,
2: it's easy to realize, you know, I don't need to be here anymore. I right. can read
3: somewhere else. But it's, so it's quiet. Easy, it's easy. <laughs> it's comfortable. And you're comfortable. The seat's kind of warm now. <laughs> and I can hide in there. You get yourself the hemorrhoids by doing yeah. that. Any any doctor will tell you, you got to mm. cut that out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I
2: have a couple of little kids. You won't have that problem. I, have, I haven't. I haven't spent. Uh, Dad. Dad. Yeah, I haven't spent as much
1: time as I need in the bathroom in quite some years. So,
2: uh, there's positive Sean, <laughs> whose smile lights up the room. How are you,
1: Sean? Doing very well. had a uh, had quite the productive day yesterday. I don't know if it is the the weather turning, spring has sprung. Maybe I'm. You know, participating in the the human tradition of spring cleaning, but I got after it cleaning my apartment yesterday. The little nooks and nesting. Cors- Are yeah. you pregnant? No. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'll check. <laughs> uh, but yeah, got the, the the little corners with the the, the mops and the, the the vacuums and all the un- lifted up the coffee got got underneath that. It was, uh, it, was it felt pretty good. Wow, <laughs> it felt hey, pretty good.
3: Come yeah. over to my place. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Where would you start at my place? There's Marshall Phillips, who does (laughs) our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: Well, listen to us all strike while the flamethrower is hot. Elon Musk's boring company's all out of flamethrowers. They sold them all. Oh, really? 20,000 of them. 20,000
2: flamethrowers have
0: sold in the last couple of days. Five days. Five days. All gone. Wow. Twenty thousand flamethrowers. Your neighbor may now have a flamethrower. Indeed. You know, they uh, they uh, for whatever reason they decided to do this after they had a hat sale. They sold bo- boring company hats. Mm-hmm. They sold the. They made seventy thousand bucks off hat sales in a couple
2: of days. God, I wish I'd have gotten in on this. I actually have a situation, a number of situations right. where I could use a flamethrower. Right, I need one. Couldn't we right. all? Well, I don't know if everybody could. I can't. Yeah. It's hard to imagine in a suburban environment what you would use a flamethrower for. You haven't met my neighbor. <laughs> my across
3: the street neighbor, as a kid, uh, made their. They made a couple of uh, tennis ball cannons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very Very resourceful. Really? Yeah, I'd imagine uh, you could probably craft a decent flamethrower. Got it. I have sure. the directions on the internet. Absolutely. Sure. A little flame and gas and that sort of
1: stuff. Sure, and
2: Projecting yeah. it out. Yeah, right. sure. it couldn't yeah.
3: go wrong. A
0: backyard barbecue. You light it with a flamethrower. Yeah. Impress yeah. everybody. Absolutely. Dramatic. I'm
3: telling you, like I said the other day, you just hang a big chunk of meat on a hook and you walk around it with a flamethrower <laughs> as your guests do. And I. I'm telling you, it'll be the party sensation of the season. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty.
2: On this, it is Thursday, February 1st. The rent's due. The year 2018. The rent is
0: too damn high. That, brother. Hmm. Keeping
2: you straight in 21 8. We are Armstrong and Getty when we approve of this program.
3: All right, here's the show. Begin, of, begin hmm? officially at hmm? Let's begin at Mark. What he is
2: doing brings tears to the eyes of the Statue of Liberty. There you go. Because everything has to be so over the top in the modern world. Everything, absolutely everything. You got to hear that whole quote from her, too.
3: It is astounding. <laughs>
2: Well, she's trying to match the president for, uh, you know, getting people's attention, I guess. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, memo may
0: drop today as the feud between the White House and the FBI blows wide open. And after a day off, Trump is tweeting again this morning. And we have a possible major breakthrough in cancer treatment. Stories coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, that is
2: something. They're going to release a memo that the FBI says they have grave concerns about its effect on the
3: country. That's That's something. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. Very good. Includes a musical treat for you. Oh, cool. Take her down a notch. Right.
2: Yeah, we'll get that whole Nancy Pelosi thing for you. It's, it's something. Wow. God dang it. Can we all just take it, just ratchet it down a little
3: bit? Hey. We're at fever pitch. If If we don't ratchet it down a little bit, we'll all be killed. Really? (laughs) And our children. Yeah. Stay
2: tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This
3: is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. Voice of the West.
2: city who is, uh, it's a female who's had to admit they let girls be mayors now in some cities. Hmm. They, she had to admit she was sexing up one of her bodyguard dudes. <laughs> oh boy. And she's apologizing for it. I'm not sure anybody's bothered. Um, that'd be uncomfortable though. If you know, it was your job, right? So some people went to the Olympic, uh, you know, people in charge of the Olympics said, Hey, we got this, uh, Pervo. Who's, who's feeling up our Olympic gymnast children and they ignored it. Hmm. Years ago. Right. So that's a good story. And the FBI memo is going to come out at some point today. And I don't know how we're going to handle that because it's going to be like when those Supreme Court decisions come out. Everybody's going to be breathlessly, you know, running to the microphones, but you're going to need like a team of lawyers, I'm thinking, and former FBI agents. And a hell of a lot of perspective, right? To look to look yeah. it over uh, four pages, I'm guessing, of s- single-spaced fine print yeah. to figure out what it means. So I don't know what we're going to do with it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'll, know. Make I'll read
3: it. I'll tell you what's up. Okay, cool. Make rapid and uh, definitive uh, statements well, about yeah. what it means and what it doesn't, like everybody else in cable news <laughs> and talk radio. Like and the the- will tell you precisely what you should think. Like they
2: famously did. Which one was it? Was it the Obamacare or gay marriage where so many people ran to the, the microphones right. on the cable news and got it 180 degrees backwards? Right.
3: The Supreme Court decision. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, here's my prediction. It's very brief. Trump is a Russian citizen. No. Trump is a Russian. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Turns out there was no collusion. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm telling you. The Carter paid. Well, it, it would take too long. We'll we'll talk later. about the memo. We got three later. Hours. Yeah, we do. Laura Logan on the
2: show later. That's right. Talk about Afghanistan falling apart. That's a good get right there. Good job, Hanson. Yeah.
3: Or, yep. or, or Sean, whoever did it. I want to talk about Laura Logan. And the fact that she was and is disarmingly attractive. I mean, blindingly attractive. And and I have—I had an insight on that.
2: I think it works against her, actually.
3: I think in a way it does, too. Um, but we'll be talking to her about Afghanistan and other things. She's an absolutely terrific newswoman and thinker and the rest of it. And very serious about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mailbag! You know... We'll let this music play for a moment or two before I pay off the musical treat that I promised. Dave in San Jose writes, and this is explained by his sign-off. An interesting structure, but I appreciate it. Why do gang members like my buttocks on their gang signs? It's a weird fetish if you ask me, Dave in San Jose. KTTTBTS, keep tagging those Taco Bell toilet seats. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gang tags on the toilet seat. Yeah. Uh, you realize what I'm doing here, right, homie? Huh? Okay. Whatever. I
2: really... Graffiti gives me a bad feeling. Hmm. I'm in a place and there's graffiti.
3: I think this is not a nice place. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You got to get rid of it immediately, whatever it costs, franchise owners. It also, you know, it's a deterrent. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I forgot the freedom-loving quote of the day because it's over there. Uh from Jamie Harville, thinker, writer. If you can't, this one's good by the way. I want you to put down your fork, your knife, your spoon, whatever you're doing. Pull over to the side of the road. Silence your children. Silence your dog. Mute your TV and listen to this. If you can't trust people with freedom, how on earth can you trust people with power? Whoa! Pretty good. Think about that, S. Would you, Please. Freedom! Uh, Rocket, writes Dave, from what I recall, you were a gin man. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't already had an opportunity to taste Bombay Bombay Sapphire Blue, I would uh, suggest it strongly. I find it to be the finest gin available straight up around the rocks. That's an expensive gin, isn't it? It is its a very expensive gin, yeah. Bottoms up to my favorite radio show co-host. Thank you, Dave. That's very kind of you. Yes, I, you know, I don't think I've had the Bombay Blue. I've had the Bombay Sapphire. I tend toward the tank array but I am a an open-minded man. Thanks to the entire crew for keeping a plastic bag off my head or a dive in my pool for an inhale of water to turn off the switch of life. Wow, that's yeah, a it's, woof, hmm. graphic? Uh Dave, that's a little more pressure than I think we need coming in every morning. Uh podcast listener number 69 he says. I don't know what that means. Is it are are, are you in order? Is was there a sign up period or what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know don't, what that is. I don't know. All right. Here's a nice note from uh, Seamus, the traditional Irish spelling, which I appreciate. Uh, guys, you're talking about a Swiss university offering a bachelor's and master's degrees in yodeling. Well, this group is from Switzerland. The girl yodeling is named Melanie Osh. The group consists of a family. Melanie must have a Ph.D. in yodeling, he says, clearly setting up the audio and not hearing it.
2: Yes. And it goes something like this.
3: Now this is good. We'll wait till she kicks in at about twenty seconds. Okay. Oh, she's just getting loose right now. <laughs> okay. Who's baby yodeling? Here we go. One, two, three, four.
2: Never understood the appeal of the old lady
3: Well, I could listen to this all day. In Are fact, you? it feels like I already have. Your headphones not plugged in, you're not hearing this? This is glorious.
2: See, when I was a kid, this sort of person would come on like Carol Burnett or, sure. or something.
3: <laughs> right. And and the crowd would cheer, and I would think, even as a kid, what? Who's excited about this? Alright, let me let me advance to the end where she it's like stairway to heaven where Robert Plant really starts screaming toward the end it gets crazy. Here we go. this part any minute now.
1: Oh, I'm you,
2: my grandmother in South Dakota would have a uh, Lawrence Wellcon, on, and I think they'd have this sort of thing now and then. And
3: you know, here's a heads up, rappers, she's out there with her family band, wearing her traditional uh, deardle or whatever that's called. These gorgeous scenes of Scandinavian uh, uh, landscapes, churches, and and quaint villages. Not hoes gyrating next to pools. It's a a wholesome entertainment. Ah, I do love the yodeling. Now replaced with mosques and calls to prayer. (laughs) Thank you, Seamus, for that musical treat that we all enjoyed. Back to mailbag. Donald Trump just asked Congress to end the rule of law, writes Dave who sends along a uh, a link to an article in Slate.com that Slate is claiming the president saying he should be able to fire federal workers who are doing a terrible job is the president grabbing the hands of a a monarchy, of a dictatorship, and subverting the rule of law. And I'll, uh, I'll share that article with you and their idiotic reasoning in a moment or two, but I thought that was a great contrast with this note from Tom. A buddy of mine who works for the county as a safety inspector was outraged a few years ago when a staffer from another department who worked down the hall turned in the safety department staffers for buying and watching movies on their county computers at work. He actually complained. What the eff are we supposed to do all day? Only in America. Only in California. Wow. And the president wanting the authority to fire useless government workers is subverting the rule of law.
2: I could see how that could be abused, obviously, but uh, the the
3: current situation where nobody can get fired for anything. Well and you have three co equal f branches of government. President gets out of hand the Congress is gonna slap him down, and if they fail to, the courts will. That's what happens always. Of all the one-side
2: sitting during the State of the Union address, the one that was most mystifying to me was the president talking about firing 1,500 people at the VA Mm. who are doing a terrible job, and half the crowd sitting. Boo! You don't want to fire bad people at the VA, which we all know was killing some
3: of our veterans? Don't fire anybody! What? That's the problem with the hashtag resist movement, is you've got to be, at every moment... In opposition, in opposition to the evil, evil Trump. Even when he's doing something everyone likes. Um, then you look idiotic.
2: Hashtag release the memo. Where it's going to come out today. Hashtag is the release the hounds. And could come out while we're on the air. And we will jump to wild conclusions based on, on a, a surface reading of it. Yes. Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We got we had a, actually a pretty good program. Um, a lot of good information today. Got this text turned on your show just now, and I heard yodeling. I thought it was a new transition music, but then I realized, no, we're just listening to yodeling, <laughs> right? Right. And we got this text, which I can only assume is from the Russians, trying to sow the seeds of dissent. Ah, right. We got this text. One of you is smarter than the other, and it's not the one you think.
3: Whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> it's me. <laughs>
2: I'm going to be like Baxter
3: chasing his tail. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, you blowing funny. my
0: mind. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Hashtag released a memo with word the White House may approve releasing it sometime today. The FBI going public with his concerns about the classified GOP memo on the Russian investigation. Open. The head of the FBI. Yes.
2: Says he has grave concerns about releasing yes. this and the damage it could do to the country. He's a Trump appointee,
3: yes. right? Right. And Trump's going to release it over his objections. Yep. Wow. wow. The, the, the the reason it can't be released is, has evolved, which I think is interesting. From it would damage the country to it damage the to it it's incomplete and would give the wrong impression and or maybe it's all of the above are true. But mm-hmm. at this point, it's got to come
0: out. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. At this point, how could it not? Now, further complicating the memo's release, the top Democrat on the committee says its vote to release the memo's invalid because Republicans secretly altered the memo. California Congressman Adam Schiff saying there's only one reason the memo would be altered and then released. The goal of it is to provide a misleading impression to the country that benefits the president, that protects the president, that casts doubt on the investigation and the FBI.
3: Schiff calling it right, deeply- He is a soulless liar. Uh, I will tell you this, though. I wondered why he was objecting to the fact that it was altered, because it was clearly altered. Because the FBI guys went to the White House, said, hey, this this is uh, what do they call it operations and uh, you know techniques and practices or whatever this this is like really bad to reveal national right. security wise and so Nunez went back and he said yeah okay all right yeah we'll change that I mean they they uh, they acceded to the FBI's request right Schiff is objecting now on procedural grounds I guess and fair enough if it's a procedural uh, you know screw-up but don't start claiming that, no, they're secretly changing it at the end to make it even cooler and more scary. Wouldn't you No, they hope... changed it right after the <laughs> FBI guys went and begged them yeah. to change it.
2: I'm pretty cynical, but wouldn't you hope that if they were changing it in a way that materially affected the impression it leaves, that there'd be a number of people, Republicans even... In the House, on the committee, whatever, that have seen it, right. that would come forward to a microphone and say, come on. Right. Wouldn't you hope that there are enough people? Well, yeah. That, that there'd be somebody who's just looking out for our best interest? Well, there people. It's, are it's just hard Re- for me to imagine that all the Republicans that have seen it
3: would be okay with altering it in a way that changes the meaning of it. Right. That, especially because there are a lot of Republicans who are not crazy about the idea of releasing it. And there are a lot of conservative commentators who aren't crazy about releasing it either. So, no, I don't I don't think this is some sort of
0: grand conspiracy. But let's see it come out. The Democrats will get their day in the sun. All right? I think we'll all be fine. President Trump back on Twitter after taking a day off yesterday. This morning, he was tweeting and blaming Democrats for doing nothing about an immigration deal. Sending out the message March 5th. Rapidly approaching, the Democrats are doing nothing about DACA. They resist, they blame, complain, and obstruct and do nothing. Start pushing Nancy Pelosi and the Dems to work out a DACA fix now, all in cap. Trump
2: laid off Twitter the day after his State of the Union and didn't go around the country, which is the first time anybody can remember mm-hmm. that a president didn't go on a, on a tour the day after the State of the Union address, you know, building it up. Sure, he just a bunch of cities, selling his agenda. Yeah, every, Bush did it, Obama did it, Clinton did it. Right. For whatever reason, Trump just stayed in his house.
0: Well, he also he also tweeted this morning, thank you for all of the nice compliments and reviews in the State of the Union speech. 45.6 million people watched, the highest number in history. Sorry, I couldn't tour the country. I was too busy taking emoluments. Fox News beat every other network, Trump continues, for the first time ever, with 11.7 million people tuning in, delivered from the heart. Oh, hey, yeah, do you have the total numbers? They're huge. It's like 48 million people.
3: 45.6 million. Oh, okay. 45.6 million. see you, the liberal journalist, nope. trying to shave those numbers down. Trump.
0: Right? I hear 48. Trump claiming the ratings for the SO2 of the highest number in history. That claim, <laughs> oh my is, God, that claim is not true. How Trumpy is that? Well,
2: there's there's a problem with that. Uh, uh, it, it is not true. Yeah. But some of the numbers that people are beating him up with are about initial responses to joint House of Congress. This is a dumb in the weeds, but this is what I was talking about Monday. Why are they calling this his first State of the Union address? Well, I guess you do. You call the second one their first State of the Union address because they weren't president long enough the first time. So Barack Obama's biggest numbers, Bush's biggest numbers, were in that first joint thing. Mm -hmm. That is not called the State of the Union address unless you're trying to make Trump look stupid. Then you call the State of the Union address. However, he's still wrong. Because when uh, George W. Bush right. spoke in February of 2000 or I'm sorry January of 2000, um, 2003, and the reason that one's significant, where he had 52 million people, that was just two months before we went to war in Iraq, right. and that's when we were all trying to figure out what the hell's going on here, right? And uh, that got a huge audience. but those other the other numbers that are huge out there are from a person's for oh, who cares? <laughs> why am I even talking about this It's, it's hard to imagine
3: why anybody would care. It was, it's also hard to imagine why Trump would say that when it's patently right. not true. Americans, because he's Trump, you knew he was a Trump when you picked him up. Americans, 30 years ago, would go through their entire day without thinking about partisan politics once. Right. You'd go to your job, you'd take care of your kids, you'd go to your, your the church, your synagogue, your choice, You maybe a little league game, maybe a chatting with your neighbor over the back fence. You wouldn't talk about the federal partisan politics one damn time it's it's a little weird that he, he he says
2: things like this is the biggest crowd anybody's ever had right, right. this is the biggest audience anybody's right. ever had and when, stuff, when it when it when you when you can google it really fast yeah. and find out that it's not true it does just, he know about google <laughs> it's just weird why would you do that but at this point like you said yeah you knew he was a trump when you picked him up right. that's what he does for some reason all right, switching gears, we have... <laughs> like a car salesman. This is the fastest car you can buy. Really? No, it's not.
1: There's like 20
2: cars you can buy that are faster. Oh, fastest. no. This is the fastest car ever.
1: <laughs>
3: this is a Honda Accord. I look it up on my phone. <laughs> that car right over there is faster. No, 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 no. Dodge just put out something with 600 horsepower. This is the fastest
0: production car you can buy.
1: Now, I think he's saying this Believe the, me.
0: This is the fastest car you can This is the largest (laughs) big screen TV available. There's a bigger one next to it. All right, switching gears, we got a new drug mixture that is eliminating cancer tumors in mice. The study out of Stanford University found two compounds injected directly into the tumors completely killed the cancer cells. Great Scott. It worked on multiple types of cancer, including lymphoma, breast cancer, colon cancer, and melanoma. The researchers say they are now ready for human trial. Wow. We so easily, in all our
2: lifetimes, hopefully, could see cancer go the way of polio. It feels close, doesn't it? It sure yep. does. Yeah. And a, a fair amount of it is being privately funded. A lot of this research from mm-hmm. people who are just super into it. Yeah.
0: So anyway, that uh, that study is out of Stanford University if you want to check into it further. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong am and Getty Show, the voice of the West. And if the government didn't squander <laughs> trillions of dollars, we'd have plenty of money to do it as a
3: people. Or the, you know, hundreds of billions spent on, uh, on interest, on our debt right now. But that wasn't mentioned once in the State of the Union address. It's unbelievable. 20-plus trillion dollars in debt. What are we, 21, 22 now? Almost 22. Almost 22. Not a single mention.
2: Be like a guy with absurdly high blood pressure, and you do an overview of his health. Right. And don't mention that. Right. Let me just mention his height, his uh, cholesterol, a bunch of other things. Leave out the blood pressure.
0: How did the American Empire die, Grandpa?
2: And nobody's talking about that. So not only did the president not mention it, it's not like the media's howling that he didn't
3: mention it. No. Nobody cares. Right? Right? So shut up. So shut up. (laughs) Wow, it's amazing. I'm telling you, it is as clear as, you know, if your your ancestor had 185 over 140 blood pressure, and then he died. It, It was a tragedy. Not really. Everybody saw it coming. We got it on
2: something about it. Yeah. Uh, We got a bunch of stuff we got to get to today, and the memo will come out at any moment this morning. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Police in Philadelphia have announced that they will not grease light poles ahead of the Super Bowl because the grease did not deter people from climbing poles following the NFC Championship game. In fact, all it did was make them impossible to
1: arrest. (laughs) Uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. Yes. Uh, I hope you all enjoy it. I'm told. And if you and your friends are not using the term grease the polls" as some sort of uh, precursor for an, uh, a party night about to happen, <laughs> your friends aren't doing it right. Grease the polls. We're going to have quite a time. Yeah, wow. um,
2: And your banisters, <laughs> needless to say. You all watch the Super Bowl. I, uh, I have uh, be taking my son to a birthday party. <laughs> is, uh, Do you want me
1: to text you score updates?
2: What time does it ki- is kick off? Does anybody have any idea? 3.30ish, I think. Yeah. This party is like from two to four or something. I mean, like right when the Super Bowl starts, this birthday party, which is it's uh, interesting. It's just interesting to me because I, I know not everybody watches the Super Bowl, but like I've never had anything scheduled on Super Bowl Sunday my entire
3: life. It's your top five American days not to schedule something, clearly.
2: Oh, easily in the Christmas, top five. Christmas,
3: Thanksgiving. yeah. Mm, in New Year's like, Eve, maybe it, yeah, yeah. Like,
2: can you come over
1: and help me move on December thirty first? naming it's New Year's Eve, right? No, <laughs> I have had friends in the past who take that day as days to go do things like Disneyland, right? Things that would typically right. be overly crowded. Sure. You go on yeah. these days, and they're much less crowded. I've heard that. Well, that's that's that's
3: uh, you're really sticking your neck out there. That's yeah. uh, that's an extreme measure. I'm kind of inter- The day you don't do that,
2: I'm kind of interested to go to this birthday party and see what other parents are that like are unaware that the Super Bowl's going on. I'm just kind of interested in
3: it. So uh, that was Sean you heard talking a moment ago. Adam Insacto writes, Did you see that moron who brought the peacock onto the United flight was a, quote, performance artist? Tell Sean to spend a little less time shopping for lame graphic T-shirts and to do his job. There you go. Sean failed to let us know. What? That, that was a performance artist who brought the peacock onto the United flight. Thanks, was- Sean. Thanks for making us look like idiots. If she was a
1: juggler, does that make it a better story? She <laughs> bought a ticket for a peacock, <laughs> brought a peacock into a United States airport on her arm like it's a coat like yeah, it's a coat she, or a bag. She, yeah,
3: it's. Uh.
2: it was art. Uh, uh, so, one more text that's all right. funny. Based on yesterday's, uh, uh, one, the judge of, one of the themes of the day yesterday. Okay. I'm not going to set it up. It's funnier if I don't set it up. Okie doke. Ask not what your country can drool for you. (laughs) Ask what you can drool for your country. (laughs) And that is stolen from Dr. Michael Savage. Uh, That's pretty funny. Really?
3: That's pretty clever. The doctor? Yeah. Hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. Michael is underrated for funny. More? Of course, he's not in a funny mood all the time. Another twist
2: and turn in the whole FBI agent stroking his lover in their texts. So stay tuned for that coming up.
3: So listen, if at any time during the following screed I sound even the least bit disrespectful toward Lara Logan, do feel free to come over here and kick me in the shin because it's not intended that way. And I think this may ha- this I, finally came together in my head. She's on the show later today. That's right, she is the the fabulous Lara Logan, and um it. <laughs> I've been thinking about this forever, uh, not only as a consumer of Laura Logan on the news and, uh, you know, when she first came out, she was just blindingly beautiful. Um, dealing with women uh, in the workplace through the years, we have talked about the way women in particular dress in the workplace. There's the concept of just because you dress this way. I'm uncomfortable
2: where this is going already. Doesn't
3: mean you. No, no, it's going to be fine. No, I don't know um, if it is. Yeah, oh, trust me. Um it, you know, the whole, you know, I should be able to walk down the street with no shirt on, and I don't want men ogling me, and blah, blah, blah. And how utterly, wildly unrealistic and stupid that is. It ignores the biology of it. it it's this the pretension that we're some sort of uh, so purely cerebral creatures who aren't controlled at all by our, uh, our animal essence, which is, of course, foolish. It finally dawned on me. Laura Logan... especially in her younger days, was like a person who came to a serious meeting, not of her own choice, but kind of accidentally. Don't get hung up on how the metaphor happens, just dig the metaphor. Every time she shows up, she shows up with a fresh, baked, steaming apple pie. Every meeting she walks into, she has a delicious steaming apple pie. You don't choose to be hungry when you smell that. It's a biological urge, powerful, second only to breathing, to to eat, to nourish yourself. And the sexual urge is there somewhere, too. Now, you can surmount that. You can say, Look, I'm on a diet, I'm doing well, I'm losing weight, I'm not going to have any damn pie. But that doesn't mean it's not a distraction. Now, what are you going to do? Dress a woman in a burqa just because fate and, and genetics made her attractive? No, of course not. But, you, you know, there's a hot steaming apple pie there. Wow. And people cannot... Now, wait a minute. If this takes a wrong turn at this point, it's not on me. It's on you. No, I'm staying out. Watch it. It's like Saturday Night Live the other night. Watch it. careful, careful. That was a funny bit. I finally watched that. People trying to discuss the subtleties of the hashtag Me Too movement, but everybody terrified of everybody else's judgment. But sexuality is, uh, or perhaps you'd prefer some fresh out-of-the-fryer french fries. You're, you're, you're provoking an animal response that an evolved human being can handle, but it's still there.
2: And your ultimate point is? Well,
3: my ultimate point is you can't pretend you don't have those fresh French fries. And don't act like somebody is supposed to pretend it's not there. Well, I guess you have to. But understand you are provoking a biological response. And, and, and to pretend otherwise is stupid.
2: I don't think there's any upside here.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's just it's a way to, to look at the sexuality, uh, sexual attractiveness.
2: Well, yeah, I often think that. I I I, uh, hmm. I realize I seem I you know I sound like the Taliban when I say this stuff. Hmm. Nobody wants to sound like the Taliban. Try not to sound like the Taliban would be my advice. But you you chose that outfit because you know it provokes. A response. Right. But when that response happens it's it's supposed to be terrible, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um Yeah. So there's another one. I don't understand why these texts keep coming out in drips and drabs from the FBI. Are they being leaked in drips and drabs? Or is that what is happening? Is that why we, the public, are getting them little by little instead of all at once? But there's some more stuff out on Strzok and his lover and when they were texting back and forth and the FBI investigation. And uh, it, it makes it even more complicated Is where he, in terms of where he was on the whole helping Hillary or hurting Hillary or pro-Trump or whatever. Right. So stay tuned for that coming up. Yep. And the memo will come out at some point, probably this morning, on the Armstrong and Getty show.